Welcome to episode 150 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian Sharkley. Hello! And Matt Cassell. Hi. It is Monday night, May 2nd, and tonight we're going to bring you a little bit of whatever's on the top of our minds tonight. You know, I thought that uh, today felt like May 1st, all day. I feel like I got halfway through the day, and then I was like, "Oh shit, it's May 2nd? When did May first happen?" Do you I mean, feel like obviously it's it like happened the, yesterday. The Monday start, like maybe you start on a Monday. Just in my head, like yeah, like I thought this week. I mean, granted, Sunday is the start of the week, right? But it always feels like Monday is the start of a week. I thought that this week was starting on May first. Like I, I don't know if I thought there was 31 days in April well, or Sunday's, something. Sunday is always like garbage eve. So, garbage that's, Eve? Yeah, yeah. So like you, you I, take I your garbage like, out that night? I un- take my garbage out on Mondays. Unofficially, the week starts on Monday. So, I like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I saw May 2nd today, and I was like, huh? When you tell people things are going to be happening this week, or the, this is what I'm doing this week, do you, you start from Monday and end on Sunday? Yeah. Because that's how I feel. I got into an argument about somebody in their schedule that was like, oh, well, I don't work all you know this week, but that doesn't count Sunday. Well, Look, when, when son, people ask Monday you, to Sunday. When people asked you last week, what are your weekend plans? Did you just say Friday and Saturday? And or did out. you also include whoa, whoa, whoa. If, if we're getting technical, Friday is not the weekend, dude. It's true. Friday post it's, five o'clock is the weekend. Not technically. It's the freaking weekend, baby. Not technically. If we're getting all technical, Saturday, like what? Well, Saturday, Saturday and then, Sunday then Saturday the is the only day that no. would be considered the weekend if we're being technical. Yeah. Why do they call it a weekend? But Sunday if is also, Sunday is the first day. I don't know. They call a week start. It, it's a weekend That's start. One half of the, the weekend slash start. I'm gonna change that. I say the week bookends. It's called the week start. Do you want to start that revolution? The week start. No, the revolution that I actually would prefer is if we start to acknowledge as a society that Sunday is the last day of the week and Monday is the new first day of the week. I agree. Do we need to change the calendars around or can we leave them a, the same? No, it's just... And let's just all as a community... It's, it's, it's a general... It's but a people general don't know. People will fight with you it's about it. They know. They're just being difficult. You mm. know how people are difficult sometimes where they, they pick arguments just to argue. It's bullshit. Do you think? I don't do that. You know what you do do? Paul, tell him what he does. Housekeeping. Do you want to do housekeeping tonight? I mean, we're loosey-goosey freeform tonight. Everybody that's listening to this knows to go to mixsauce.com. But what about those that have never listened? They're, They're not listening to episode 150. This is all veteran listeners. I don't think it's just... I. I think I'm in a minority... That when he finds a podcast he likes, he goes back to the beginning and starts from the beginning. Like, I think a lot of people just jump in and roll. Oh. Yeah, I think that's safe to say as well. I think some people, what I do is I go back and I'll pick and choose if I see a topic. If right. Say we were talking about Superman. The Superman, Man of Steel movie from a couple years ago. I'd listen to that episode. I'd go through the archives and check all those those. We, we were not a podcast back when that movie came out. Um, however, I feel like this being episode 150, it's a nice round number. Um, 
this is a great jumping on point. I hate jumping on listeners. points. This is the start of a new arc, if you will. New writers, new artists. Yeah. Same shitty hosts, but <laughs> what are you going to do? That's true. What else um, is going on? Uh, that's that's all. I'd like to also thank people for commenting on the Facebook page. Um, we got some nice comments about some of our strips that we've had and feedback on the podcast, and that's always appreciated. If you go to the Facebook page, you can talk directly to me. If you go to Twitter, you can track down Paul or Matt. You can talk to them directly and say anything that you want about the podcast, comic books, life, love. Anything that you and want. I'm a very social character. You're very active on Twitter. I'm more of a Facebook guy. Matt, you're gonna have to. I don't know what you're gonna have to do to get in touch with Matt. You have to call into this show on Monday nights, <laughs> anywhere in between like seven o'clock and midnight. If you call in, we'll take your call live. Actually, we would do that, uh, but you know, I'm. I admit, I'm a little bit of a lurker, but I'm out. I'm. I'm. I would. I I'm would more probably. Prefer, it, I would prefer recluse than lurker. No, it's that's an internet term, man. Lurker. Where he has social media like I kinda, outlets, but I he doesn't actively say. post. Those. I only post when there's something really worth saying. Like Ian, like, he just posts to blah blah blah, but it has no meaning because he does it all the time. No heart. But <laughs> but when <laughs> I do, so what quality. Matt does is he posts things like. In your face, I won the Godzilla bet, motherfucker. That's like the last <laughs> thing on his Twitter timeline is him, like, gloating. Which, by the way, if you guys want to hear about the uh, Godzilla bet, go back into the archives. Ian, where can they find those episodes? McSaucePodcast.Libsyn.com And you can check out all 149 episodes there. Nay, 150, because this will be on there, correct? Uh, it might take a while for me to put it on that page. Well, yeah, sure. Just hang in there, folks. So, pa- Matt. <laughs> no, Paul. No, Matt. Okay. Yo, you want me to go? No, you. Lay you want me to go or do you want? I got it. I got this. I've I've done 150 of these. I can handle this. Yeah, you're consummate professional. You read a book a book tonight. Ian also read a book tonight. Matt, it took you about 37 minutes to read this book. Ian, it took you 37 seconds. It took you six. (laughs) I blazed right through it. I went to the bathroom number one, and by the time I got out, Ian was done reading it. I don't know how he read it that fast. I, I mean, granted, Ian, you can attest to this. It was kind of boring. I don't... I don't... Let's talk... Well, what? let's talk about what the book is first. And then we'll go into why I breezed through it so quick. Matt. Well, Ian, this, this comic book that we're talking about is called Gold Key Alliance. Uh, this is a, a comic book put out by Dynamite Comics, which puts out comic books... Not strictly about gold key characters, and we'll get into that in a second, Um, but they have a lot of different licenses that they uh, curate, like Red Sonia is an example, you know, Conan's girlfriend or whatever she is. Is that really what she is? I don't know. I feel like there have been crossovers. I kind of think she's like the, the, the red-headed girl version of Conan. Uh, that's that's my super uninformed view on what that character. Is. I feel like you're right, mad, everyone. I feel like you're right, though. Nobody's getting mad about Red Sonia. Yeah, if you are, fuck like, you, okay? Yeah, right. Like, like I just said that. Who's listening and being like, "What the fuck is this shit?" You know what that was? That was Paul trying to start a fight with the listeners. That was provoking them. Outrage culture. 
Paul was prodding it, saying, you get mad. Or maybe get he's just trying it. to get me involved in you social media. You know what people like? People like fights. You know yeah. what people don't like? When everybody gets along. AKA groupthink. Right. Which <laughs> which is what this is what you get here. Podcast is 150 episodes of groupthink. Groupthink is a year old and it's still stuck with us. Oh man, I'm gonna have to find I wonder if the Well let's explain where that comes from. Why why are let's we go back that? in the annals, shall we? The old annals. The annals. So uh, we we had met a um, a lovely fan in Philadelphia last year when we went to the Philadelphia Wizard World Con and um, we turned him on to the podcast and he listened to it and then he listened to our review of Avengers Two uh, Age of Ultron I right. believe and uh, we here at the McSauce Comic Book Podcast we're not that favorable toward that movie I think collectively we all kind of thought it was a, a misfire and a disappointment and. Um, one of the few times we all agreed, but this new listener listened to it, and he felt like we all kind of sh- typically share the same opinion. So he he coined the term for us groupthink, and uh, unfortunately, that was his first his first experience listening to the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. Because if you are a veteran <laughs> listener of this podcast, you know that we like never agree on anything. And he, to his credit, nice guy, probably was his first episode that he ever listened to. You know, like you said, Matt, it was the one time that we all agreed on right. something. Yeah, I mean, we'll was... argue about fucking anything. Right. We'll argue about things that we don't have any position on at all. Just that, oh, well, I feel like arguing with you now. Right. Now, like, he probably went and listened to the episode after that, and he was like, oh, those guys fucking hate each other. <laughs> well, I think that's what we get a lot. People we, tell me a lot. We don't. Like, do you guys We don't not, not hate each other. Well, do you guys not like each other? And what's funny is we'll sit here and we'll scream at each other for now, hours. And then after we shut the mic off, everything's okay. Now, uh, about 10 seconds ago, listeners, you may have heard that little dinging sound. That was me getting an email on my computer. I apologize for not having my sound down. However, I well, want to blame well, well, Paul to a degree. Because, because he said that was fucking... the notification of Paul sending emails while we were podcasting. I said, I, I, Fucking tweeted, asshole. And Social I get the email notification. <laughs> why? That's not on me. Kawhi? That's not on me. That is an anime store. I said why. Oh, I thought you said Kawhi. Well, no, why? Why? Kawhi? Shredder's daughter? Kawhi. Kawhi? Leonard? Defensive NBC? Is that what we're doing? Spurs Mason? Are we deeper cutting each other? How deep can you cut? I can't get any deeper than Kawhi Leonard. Is a no. very famous no. NBA player. No, Never I'm sorry that. that we live in Pittsburgh. No. And everybody hates in the, the NBA. In the last couple weekends, you and I have hung out. I've gotten schooled on NBA I, history. I mentioned Kawhi Leonard on Saturday. I did on Saturday. I talked about him. He's on the Spurs. We had a big conversation about the Spurs Perhaps. and how they're boring and Perhaps shit. I was really drunk. Okay. That's... I remember all the other Spurs you mentioned. Ah. Paul, that's so unlike you. <laughs> I don't know what happens. Him and I get together at Wild Wings and we get some beers and all of a sudden it's fucking basketball talk all night long. I think because basketball was Apparently it could be at McSaw Studios too because we've already talked way too much about the NBA here. Why don't you like the NBA, Matt? Just, I you don't, don't like basketball? I don't like basketball. Okay, I can't fine. get into the sport. I mean, aside from the fact that I'm five foot nothing, I can't enjoy that sport. I feel like there's it lacks drama 
until the the final minutes, which, you know, a lot of people feel that way. I feel like those are the people that don't truly understand the nuances of basketball. It's just not my kind of sport. I would prefer a faster pace like hockey. Do you feel that you would be more engaged if Pittsburgh were spoiled? We have to a, a lot of professional teams. If we had a professional basketball to team. To a degree, yes, I would be a little more interested, but not much more because yeah. we do have a baseball team that's been pretty good the last few years, and mm-hmm. I can't get into it. Yeah. Uh, they're, as I get a little bit older, well, or a lot older, um, I realized that there are just certain sports that that aren't that fun for me to watch. Basketball, baseball. I like I You're like a football hockey and hockey. football guy. Yeah. I do, yeah. Happens to the best of us. Like Paul, do you like baseball? No. Do you like football? No. What but do you I'll like get... better? Baseball or football? Yeah. Football. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. that was a close one. Yeah, it's was, it's real close, but, yeah. but I mean, but I mean, basketball trips both of them. I feel when, like football has the same. It's the same thing that you have with Marvel and Marvel Studios stuff, where you're like, ah, football is so so popular, so mainstream. I like I like my NHL. I like my hockey, and no, it's like, uh, like me. It's like so uh, this get, brand against this other I, brand. I'll tell you. I'll tell. I'll tell you exactly what it is, and it's just as superficial as that. It's that. Oh, I know what it is. Go ahead. Tell me. It's the yinzerness of it all, right? No. No. <laughs> no. No. It's no. not. It's no, not that like everybody when, in Pittsburgh no, no, no. loves well, when Steelers. When I tell you, you're or... gonna be like, oh, right. Okay, it's go that, ahead. Then. Since I've been inclined to follow football, since the Steelers have had their Big Ben resurgence, LA hasn't had a football team. Oh Jesus Christ! As soon as it's been big football time. L.A. went to St. Louis. So yeah, I've now, had no team to pull for. But now they're back, so... Right, and they're going to be fucking garbage. They're going to be terrible. <laughs> yeah. Right, but, I mean, and they're not even changing... They're not even changing the colors. They're not even getting rid of that fucking shitty Las Vegas gold. Aren't we over Las Vegas gold? Wasn't Las Vegas gold uh, early 2000s, the mid-2000s fad? Can't we all go back to traditional... Gold? I mean, th- you mean yellow? <laughs> yeah, yellow. Because traditional it? gold is what the what the Notre Dame Irish wear, uh, what uh, the Saints uh, wear. We all have. I'm just saying. Graphic design degrees, assholes. You both know. Oh, gold I'm sorry. is different than yellow. Right, but we call it gold even though it's fucking yellow. It and isn't. It's a deeper. It's a deeper color. The only one who got it right, Wiz Khalifa, black and yellow. No. No. He's the one that got it most wrong because he made it popular. But he said black and yellow because it, that's That's the, not right. But those but what's Matt wearing right now? What are those colors? He's wearing black and gold. You know what but doesn't he's not. You know he's... what doesn't flow in a sweet rap <clears throat> as well as black and yellow? Black and gold. He's losing two syllables. What's he going to do? Of course he's going to drop black and yellow. No, I think that... Uh, no, only, uh, he's losing only one syllable. A talented rapper could turn that in. He just wanted to make I, it his I own. know counting the three is difficult for you sometimes, Paul, but it's only one syllable. Math <laughs> has never been my strong suit. <laughs> or getting past four. But I think I think that I, there... I'd argue getting past two at this point. <laughs> What's going to happen with the Rams... Is the same thing that's going to happen with the Penguins. They're going to go back to the, some of their glory days. The Rams wore... The Penguins will change their jerseys to yeah. the 
traditional black and Pittsburgh gold colors from, you know, that they've always worn from the, the, the 90s. Lemieux. We Trois call- en six. Mm. Ian, we call it so Pittsburgh sexy. gold. Say it what again. Would somebody- Slower. Say it in my ear. We call it Pittsburgh gold. What would somebody... Do we? Who fucking calls it Pittsburgh gold? Don't interrupt. We Austin call... would argue. Or keep interrupting. It's fine. <laughs> this is this is just like what we do. We get off topic. We, we argue. Well, we folks, interrupt. Well, folks, I'm, I'm really glad that you've stuck with us this far as if we talk about... about punk, about comics? The, the... Surprise, sports! <laughs> We have, uh, we've been talking about... Sorry, Darcy. We've been talking about the gold key or is comic book. Oh! Or is it yellow oh! key? Or is it yellow key? Fuck. See how it all comes back together. Gold key. Old Valiant characters, correct, Matt? Incorrect. These are... I know they're gold key characters, but they were made more... They're more popular. Magnus Robot Fighter was more popular as a Valiant character than as a Gold Key character. True, that's correct. So they were originally a company called Gold Key back in the... 60s? 50s? 50s? 60s, somewhere in there, right? Then the company goes away. The characters lay dormant forever. Well, not ever, but for decades. (laughs) Until the 90s, right? Until the 90s. And Valiant Comics, this new upstart comic book company, doesn't really have a huge stable of their own characters, so they... They resuscitate these gold key characters. Magnus, Robot Fighter, Solar, Man of the Atom, Turok, Dinosaur Hunter. You might have heard of that, right, Nintendo 64 oh, fans? Absolutely. So they have these characters, and then they inject their new characters like Bloodshot and um, Shadow Man and Ninja Man of War and Ninjak. All of a sudden, you have a comic book company, a whole huge stable of superheroes. Valiant Comics was going strong for about a decade, and then toward the early 2000s, it finally folds. And all these characters lay dormant. They all kind of scatter. Well, gold key characters are still gold key characters, apparently. And um, Dark Horse Comics actually swoops in. They get the license for these gold key characters. Uh, Magnus, Turok, Solar, um, Doc Doc Savage... Is it Doc Savage? I think it's Doc Savage. Is it, and then Samson. Doc Is Doc Samson... Doc, you have Samson and Doc Savage. Yeah, Doc Samson is a... Mar- isn't he the Marvel Doctor in the Incredible Hulk? Is that right? That's... Or no? That's just Samson. Okay. But Samson... Or is it Doctor... I don't know. Who I thought it? it was Doc Samson. Doc Samson. Is I thought he was Samson? a doctor. So you have Samson and Doc Savage at Gold Key. Okay? Um... Dark Horse gets this license. They put out a few books. Not that well-received, and it just kind of fizzles. Finally, Dynamite Comics swoops in, and they start publishing these books. And they have for maybe the last five years, maybe four years. And they've been moderately successful um, to the point where they decided they were going to create a, a team book of all these Gold Key characters, and this was the first issue. It's called Gold Key Alliance, and they're going to bring all of these classic Gold Key characters together for the first time and kind of unify the, the universe a little bit because <clears throat> all of these characters kind of exist almost in a vacuum, it seemed. Like, Turok is fighting dinosaurs 
Magnus robot fighter is, you know, well into the future fighting against corrupt robots or something. Those fucking corrupt robots. I thought you were going to pause with, like, fighting against, I don't know what it was. <laughs> well, the corrupt robots was my way of saying I don't know. Uh, Samson, I don't even know, but in, in this, we can talk about it, how he exists in, in this particular comic book. So our man of the Atom is more of a, a modern day superhero, although he's not even in the issue. And on the cover, he looks to be a woman. Either that or I'm reading it wrong, but... Solar has boobs, I, I I think, and some curves. Man, I think they're called titties. We, <laughs> as we here on the McSauce comic book podcast like to uh, lovingly refer to them as... What are they again? Bazooms. Bazooms, okay. Now, you see the cover, Paul. Look at Ian putting it so close to his face. Paul, Do you, you need glasses or Paul, are, you, are you trying to smell those titties? <laughs> oh, come on. Paul, it's, it's just the way that... He's positioned. On the cover. There is a... There's a variant by Phil Hester. It's clearly a man. Is it, it really? It's, it's, yeah, it's a man. That's so a, is that just a terrible cover drawing? That's just a bad... That's just an over-sexualized Matt Cassell taking artistic license. It's, those are wow. bazooms. Th- those are things. And, and that it's a very shapely buttocks. Right? <laughs> what do you think? Ian, could you do us a favor and please post this on the Facebook page so that way the fans can see what we are referring to? That's Absolutely. a fucking female. That yeah, yeah. Now if that's look not at, supposed now, to be Paul, a female, well, well look, it's it's, a, it's, it's not a poorly drawn. It's one, not because look at cover B that's featured on the well back cover. Of inside the, of the, the front. Inside. Cover. Is it inside of the front or is inside it on the, the back, back cover? The back cover. Uh, inside of the back mm. cover. Yeah. The final page of the book. Somewhere let's, in there, let's folks. Let's fucking... Get the book and let's split, split hairs like a motherfucker. Right. Yeah. I, it's so misleading. <laughs> I mean, that's... I mean, yeah, the variant cover's a dude, but, I mean, come on. Uh, that's a little, that's that's a, a little that's shapely. A yeah. That's a lady. It's at least androgynous. Daddy knows what a lady looks like. Now, let me, let me explain... Ready, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I bought this comic book because I do That's have... That's the one with the confusion over whether he should have a boner or not. I think he has a boner. He just doesn't want to admit it. <laughs> uh, the The reason why I got this comic book is because I, I really liked the old Valiant universe back from the early 90s and, and into the mid-90s until I eventually lost interest. Um, but... I really like these characters, and while I wish that most of them were still part of Valiant moving forward, because I think Valiant basically puts out the best comic books today, uh, and it would be great to have a lot of these characters kind of, um, kind of in that fold. Um, I was interested in seeing what maybe all these characters would be like together. Um, I don't know what I read tonight, Ian. Uh, I guess each character, except for Solar, which would have been great because then we would definitively know if it was a man or a woman, each got <laughs> about two or three pages in this comic as a bit of an intro, but we don't see how they all fit together yet. Clearly, they're going to come together as the Avengers of the Gold Key universe, which is kind of interesting or lame, I don't know, um, because that is the Gold Key universe, right? Yeah. It's a universe of five, and now they're all a team. There's no other, like 
factions or splinters of this superhero universe. Can we Everybody have a, that exists is together. <coughs> can we have a shared universe where everybody doesn't team up and get along? I'd like to see that, but these smaller companies, I'm not sure if they can make that happen. I don't Valiant know. did it with great success with the Valiant a couple of years ago. Right. I don't know if that team stays together, but they came together for one event. And maybe this is what they're doing here. I, I will... For well, maybe not forever, but in, <clears throat> excuse me, until something comes along to make me say differently, this is the Valiant was like the quintessential. This is how you do a shared universe team up kind of uh, crossover type thing. Um, it was just so good. It was so perfect. It was so razor focused. It definitely had a main protagonist. Um, you know, they basically they said, "Hey, look." We have a main character, and you don't like it too bad. But there's a main character to this story, and they and I think that's why that that series was able to be so strong and focused was because they could have that main character. Right, they were able to flesh out all the other characters. Everybody was well written because it was so concise. There wasn't, um, you know, taking these adventures and stretching them out through four issues of Bloodshot and four issues of, you know, it, Archer or yeah. whatever the other books would be. It, it was just the story boiled down to its essence, and that's what Marvel will never do again, right. DC now, will never it, do again. It, what, what, the reason why it was so good was because while, you know, these crossovers tend to be very large, uh, all-encompassing stories that, that are much bigger... Uh, than you know any single character with much higher stakes. It was still so focused on the character. Yeah. Whereas like a, a, a crossover like Marvel Comics Siege was also four issues, but it was, if I remember correctly, Ian, it was a story about like how Asgard was coming to Earth or something. Um, it's hard to tell a personal story with gods. Yeah, you can do it, but it was hard with the scope that they were going It was going with not a good story. I've, I feel it. I think it was written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Oliver Koipel, I think. Uh, yes, but it was, I think you're it right. It was not good. It just wasn't good. It was the complete wrong way to do a, a crossover, especially in four short issues, whereas The Valiant was exactly the right way how to do it. But anyway... I think part of the reason why I got this comic book was because I was like, I'm so loving what Valiant is doing, and these are kind of, you know, I still look at them as Valiant characters, mm -hmm. even though they're not. Um, I was hoping maybe to get that same level of uh, quality that maybe we got out of the Valiant with Gold Key Alliance. Not even close, Ian. Um, <clears throat> I read it, like I said, in 37 seconds. Um, A.K.A. the time it takes to take a pee. <laughs> I don't have the same love for the Valiant slash Gold Key characters that you have. I, I get the impression that you liked the Valiant characters as much as you did the Image characters. Well, when I was a young man, I had the whole uh, sports rivalry comic book mentality. I was an Image guy, and that's who I supported. No, no. I didn't like any of the Valiant stuff. So. Ian, I, I have to make a clarification. <clears throat> I was an image guy. I mm -hmm. mean, shit. They don't call me image Matt for nothing. Well, we've taken that title away from you. I was an image guy <laughs> through and through. However, I had a very healthy respect for Valiant Comics. But I yeah. I was an image guy absolutely to the core. Like, I would have taken, 
you know, Savage Dragon, Spawn, Youngblood, and Shadowhawk over Bloodshot, Magnus, Exo Man of War, and Archer and Armstrong any day, Paul. But you well, still yeah, bought those books, though. I didn't because I had a very uh, uh, misguided way that I was collecting comics. Right. Books. Well, I mean, you know, in, in more mainstream terms, it's the whole, I only buy Marvel comics. I don't buy that shitty DC stuff because their characters have, their teeth are too white. There's too much of a gleam when they smile. Or I only go to <clears throat> Marvel Studios movies, and those are the only movies that I will support. And I might I might go to a Batman v Superman, but I'm going to shit on it whenever I do go to that. Right, they go with the idea that they're going to hate it, so that way they can I only, honestly, shit all over it. I only know a couple people that are straight Marvel superhero movies and nothing else. I don't. I know those people. Even too. the people you're taking some pot shots at, they'll go see whatever. But like, legitimately, I only know two people that are like, doesn't matter. I don't care what. Even the X Men stuff, they're yeah. like, mm, doesn't matter. Yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe or, or nothing. Nerf or nothing. Right. <clears throat> so yeah, um, <clears throat> this book was a lot of setup, like you said, Matt. It went through. Two or three pages where you get introduced to the character and really quickly whisked through a small arc of conflict. And I don't have any real nostalgia for any of these characters. I don't really like them all that much. So it wasn't very fun for me. Granted, it's only the first issue. Just setting up establishing characters. You can't take too much from that. Yeah, the, I don't know what this was about. I don't know what was happening. I, I don't know where we stand with a lot of the characters. You know, Turok, seeing him as a park ranger for a dinosaur park or something. I don't know he's what's going on. park ranger for a Jurassic Park? He's, that he's, would be super cool. Does, doesn't, doesn't Dynamite have the license for Jurassic Park? That's a crossover that they need. Turok. In Jurassic Park. <laughs> Turok, Jurassic Park Hunter. Yes. Jurassic Park that? Ranger. So, yeah, he's a, he's a ranger in this, and he's dressed like a ranger with a couple pigtails. Yeah, I didn't like that. You don't like his pigtail braids? Uh, I didn't like you his... for a long-haired, flowing locks of... T flowing... Oh, of course. I didn't like his ranger gear. Okay. Well, anyway, he yeah, he's some kind of park ranger... And he's trying to like protect the the dinosaurs. I, I don't know. And they even make the joke in the in the comic book, Turok, uh, dinosaur hunter hunter, um, because he was basically like beating up guys that were poaching dinosaurs in this sanctuary or whatever it was. Um, that was probably the most interesting part. Uh, also in the comic book, Magnus robot fighter. It looks like he's on some kind of security detail. Yeah. And uh, and his partner that he's with, uh, some female, he's having a conversation with her. And next thing you know, he starts attacking her. And you're like, what is he doing? Well, he had to beat her up because she actually was the fake version of his real partner. She was a robot. So he was fighting, no. he was fighting that robot. You know, I mean, it's in his name. What's he supposed to do? He's not going to fight dinosaurs. Right. He's it's, not Magnus Dinosaur Hunter, or else that would make... No, it would be Magnus Dinosaur Turok. Fighter, or is it right. Turok Dinosaur Fighter? Or Turok Robot Fighter. Robot Fighter. Hunt, no, Robot Hunter. Robot Hunter. Shit, this is just getting confusing. See, 
I didn't read this book earlier, but now I want to read this book because I want to put my I want to put my own story around all this hunting and fighting and magnusing and turrocking. Do it. Uh, the book starts featuring the Samson character, who is there's seems a there's crazy. A string back here. Ooh, what? Show me that. I didn't. I don't uh, remember that part. A new book called Control. There's a gun, a ball gag, and a USA G string. Oh, look at that. That's oh very wow. Patriotic. That's, oh, that's cool. Yeah. If that yeah. doesn't sum up America for you, folks, I don't know what will. America. Anyway, uh, Ian, would you recommend Gold Key Alliance to our adoring fans? Only for those that are familiar with the characters. If you liked all the Valiant stuff in the 90s, sure. Uh, but I know my audience from 150 episodes. You guys don't read comic books, so don't read this one. Oh, shit. Ooh. Taking a pot shot at the fans. No, uh, am I taking a pot shot or am I... No, I think you were taking a pot shot. I, I find it... Gold Key Book. That yellow key book. By the way, this is written by Phil Hester... Uh, who is kind of a name in He's comics. Been around. He's done some good stuff. Yep. Um, although I would argue he's a better drawer than he is a writer. I would argue that he's a better artist than a drawer. Is drawer a word? It could be, but it doesn't sound like something that we should be calling him. If drawer. you say drawer, are you just saying drawer? <laughs> is it? I feel like drawer is like the old west term. He was a good drawer. He was a good drawer. I mean, it's a word, right? It's appropriate. Ish. But do you but know do you know I who's did. a good drawer? Drawer? Yannick Paquette. Oh, now is. what did Yannick Paquette work on, Paul? Yannick Paquette probably wasted a year of his life <laughs> working on Grant Morrison's <clears throat> Wonder Woman Earth One Volume One. The fuck is the name of this story? <laughs> Sounds really good. Now that's what we call in the radio business. Um, trans. Uh, a, a, what do we call that? A tease. Well, it was but, like a transition. But he, but he, but he didn't. But he didn't tease it. He yeah. just came right out. Yeah, with it. I, I um. It's the first volume in Grant Morrison and Yannick Paquette's Wonder Woman series. Much the same way Jeff Johns and Gary Frank did Batman, Earth One, and J. Michael Straczynski and Shane Davis did two volumes of Superman, Earth One. Jeff Lemire did Teen Titans, Earth One. DC's been releasing straight to trade paperback or trade hardback. Right. You know, full trade-length stories. Of some of their biggest properties, and they're they're always kind of focused on the origin. They're very self-contained. Right. They're incredibly accessible to people that don't read comics. I.e., Ian, the McSauce, the fans, comic book podcast. Hey, I know what you guys are up to. You guys tell me. And being a DC guy, certainly, I buy every one of these because everyone holds a little bit of hope, a little promise that you're going to get some of that old DC feeling back. I read I read four of them, right? The two Batmans and the two Supermans. There's, and they were there's two Batmans, three Supermans. Uh, I didn't get the third and one Superman. Teen Titans. Right. And and of the four that I read, they were all excellent. Right. And the Teen Titans looked really good too with art by uh, the Dodsons, where it yeah. looks like they did not phone it in, unlike their Marvel Star Wars. I run. will send it home with you tonight if you'd like. 
Well, I probably won't have time to read it, but thank you. I wish my disdain would pick up on the mic. <laughs> it does, trust me. Uh, yeah, they've all been they've all been great so far, but this one, this Wonder Woman book, like they've all, I feel like everything up until this point has been pretty straightforward superheroing. Uh, but you don't really get straightforward <clears throat> superheroing whenever you hire Grant Morrison. He's gonna take you the windy way around. Yeah, I mean, there's no superheroing in this at all, and it was fucking garbage. Like, yeah, I don't know what he was of, going for. There's with a that. lot of nuance in the characters in Jeff Lemire's Teen Titans book. There's a lot of there's a lot of different paths for certain character development with the Teen Titans, even with Superman after three trades and Batman and the Batman family cast after two trades of you know Jeff Johns' book. And they're classic, they all feel like classic Superman, Teen Titans, and Batman stories. This feel, this Wonder Woman story just feels like someone else trying to make sense of the weird Amazon Greek god mythology angle to Wonder Woman. Now, fucking stop. Can I, well, just, can I, can I interject for just one second? Because I have a question. Um, Paul, there's another uh, a podcast that we listen to. Actually, Ian, I believe you listened to it as well. Uh, it was called um, Fat Man on Batman. It was a Kevin Smith podcast where he would interview people affiliated with Batman in some capacity. Now it's just a piece of shit. But um, well, it is. It's Your just opinion. not the same show. At Little Depressed Matt, everyone. That's right. And we can talk about what a piece of garbage the podcast has become because of the crappy co-host. But back when it was good... Kevin Smith would interview people affiliated with Batman. And he was on this incredible run where he would bring on uh, comic book creators. Not just like movie stars, you know, or TV show writers. No, he was talking comics, which was really awesome. Because and I then he like brought a black guy on and, well, <laughs> we know where the neighborhood goes. <laughs> That's at... Get underscore McSauce. Get underscore McSauce, right. So... Um, he had on Grant Morrison on his show. And if I remember correctly, Grant Morrison was talking about his upcoming projects, and one mm -hmm. of them was a Wonder Woman project. Right. Is this the one he was referring to? Yes. I want to say that it is. It was. And it actually sounded kind of good, because the thing about Grant Morrison is, pretty good interview, if you can understand him. It would be nice to watch an interview with him that had subtitles. He's a little difficult to understand, because he has an incredibly thick... Now, is the word brogue appropriate here? I or does that so. only apply to an Irish? I think you can. He's Scottish, right? Can you he give is, a Scottish? He is Scottish. Is it a Scottish brogue, too? You can do that? No? I don't know. I, I don't just want to. Want, wait, anyone. you're our resident uh, Irish person. You would know, right? Then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <clears throat> Definitive. So I just find it fascinating because that was what two, three years ago that he was talking ago. about it, and yeah. and here we are. This is the 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 Wonder Woman story that we were promised all those years ago. And were you uh, really thinking that you would get something that you would enjoy from Grant Morrison, a writer that you historically have not liked? Not to get off on a tangent, because we here at the McSauce Comic Book Podcast never do that. Super focused. Rogue is see what I mean traditionally. Irish, but it can also be defined as any strong regional accent. 
Okay, so you can have a Jamaican brogue. <laughs> that just sounds wrong, right? Right, it, it does. does. It does because you only use it with Irish. Right. True. Yeah, right. So that's what we know it. From. So my dad has but a thick Pittsburgh brogue. brogue. Yeah, and that. he's got Pittsburgh brogue. Maybe it's not that thick. Oh, my yeah. mom does real bad. I think. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I really believe. She gonna wash pens tonight. She's gonna wash a pen. She oh, washed a bucket. She's she gonna drink an iron while she's washing pen. She don't drink beer. Oh. You're pretty good at it, dude. Ian, well, you I'm need, not, I've, you I've need had, to work. I need a little work on that. I've had Pittsburgh all these years road. fighting against it. Well, I agree. I, I try to not include it in my uh, speech patterns, but my dad has it pretty thick. My mom, not quite as bad, but my um, mom has. She says. I think she says Warsh still. Warsh. Oh, she doesn't says, say toilet. No. Who no. the fuck puts an R in toilet? Get the fuck out. Somebody that had alphabet soup for dinner. <laughs> my mom busts my ball. She's like, "Why don't you say house or downtown?" Like mom. Hello, mom. Hello, mom. I call my mom mum. I call I my mom yeah. mum as well. Yeah. I now say why, Don sometimes. Why do why do I can't we help have because a lot of the things that we say feel like they come from Britain, like rubbish. Uh, it, well, mum and rubbish is the only two I can think of. But wh- where did that shit come from? Is there some kind of like uh, British uh, history involved in this particular city? Well, a lot of people from the city are Polish or German, so it would probably be taken from those languages. Do they say mum in German? <sighs> Oh, I don't know. What's I know Fuhrer. <laughs> what they say? Mom. <laughs> I don't know what. Um, and I'm German. I don't know what. Uh, You're not German. <laughs> I am German. <gasps> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm as book self-loather. I am as German as I am Jamaican. Are you fucking kidding me? Yes. You're equal parts German You've seen Jamaican? my... You've seen my mom How's and... your body not tearing itself apart? Our <laughs> <laughs> German... How have you not I didn't say a space-time continuum? <laughs> I didn't say I'm equal parts Jewish and German. I said Jamaican. They don't like Jamaicans either. They hate everybody except... Everybody likes ones. Jamaicans. Super chilled out. The Germans aren't chilled out. They're regimented. Well, like, no, hey, no, 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 no. The Jamaicans are super chilled out. And right. the Germans are like, oh, The Germans are not know. chilled out. Well, I understand that. I know. The Germans are where OCD comes from. Only some of them. I like how that's a fucking surprise. I'm talking about it a million times. What were we talking about? Yeah, I apologize for that weird detour that we took. It's just so unlike us, but... <laughs> Pittsburghese slang. German Polish. We were, we were talking about how... Uh, this particular comic book story by Grant Morrison uh, was kind of a long time coming because we knew about it for years and years before it actually was in in our loving hands. Uh, This, like you said, Paul, this looks great. Yannick uh, Paquette kind of knocked it out of the park visually. Uh, French-Canadian. Not just the the artwork itself, but the layouts are just uh, like a treat to behold. Um, the, Great looking book. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the the panel structure is really cool. They're broken up with like some pretty cool like intricate designs. You see the um, the uh, 
what's her lasso called? The lasso of truth. Lasso of truth. It, it's kind of like a, the the panel break break up in a lot of instances. You see a sequence where um, oh boy. where the where Wonder Woman is is visiting an old woman in a hospital, and you actually see the monitor health lines as as a way to break up the panels. It's just it's clever. It's cool. Um, it's totally enjoyable. So it makes me feel bad that Yannick Paquette, as Paul alluded to before, wasted some of his you know prime years drawing yeah. this book. I kind of wish that he would be on a monthly book, something yeah. that we can enjoy. Um, month to month. Ian, tell the fans where else they can find Yannick Paquette's artwork. Yannick Paquette, uh, for me, I know him from the initial run of Swamp Thing, uh, DC's New 52, so Swamp Thing, I think issues 1 through at least 12. Uh, go pick those up. They're wonderful books. Oh my god, was that a good series mm -hmm. for, like, what? For at least the first year. It Almost all of the New years. 52 stuff really hit it out of the park, yeah. delivered on what was promised. Um... I don't know if, if the new stuff that DC's rolling out with Rebirth is going to be as successful as the New 52 was in its first year of publication. I really have to back up for a second. Uh, I can't stand how you say Rebirth. You, rebirth? You put the, the emphasis on the wrong syllable, I think. On the wrong syllable? Syllable, yeah. Um, I say Rebirth. Syllable. I say Rebirth? What are you, rebirth. You, you, say, you say Rebirth, and it's Rebirth. Rebirth. I Rebirth. Think, I don't know. Rebirth. 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 Clemente. Hey. So you see what I'm, I'm saying? I'm from Pittsburgh. What do you want? This is the Pittsburgh podcast, is oh, it not? Oh, yeah, it is. What so, is talking about? So, Rebirth so, Clemente. So, dear listeners, uh, Paul is back. Uh, he had to answer the door for... Uh, this is actually a throwback episode where if you go back into the archives... Where can you find those again, Ian? You can find them on mcsaucepodcast.libsyn.com. And if you go to those early episodes, listen to them. Get about halfway through and you'll hear a little knock on the door. That was the pizza being delivered. Well, we, we kind of edited the podcast and we kind of got rid of that that portion of it because we, we stopped felt like, eating together right we, we felt like the the flow of the podcast was kind of suffering a little bit with this weird break in the middle but tonight we decided we are going to break bread together people and do like that they reference the the uh, pizza break to pizza this break. day it, yeah i liked it too but i do think that sometimes and it sometimes it would work for you or against you because maybe if the energy was a little lacking, all we needed was a little fuel. And then we would come back stronger in the second half. This is like pizza break rebirth. And other times we'd eat too much Thank pizza. Thank you for saying that correctly, by the way. I was trying to like fuck it up on yeah, pizza. Yeah, and when... we would announce how much we ate. And like whoever ate the most sounded like <clears throat> shit in the second half. It's just the way it went. But... Uh, <laughs> You guys have any, do you guys, do you guys have anything else to say about this book? Because I can smell it, the pizza. Beautiful looking book. Extremely confusing story. Fans of Grant Morrison, pick it up. You're still probably not going to like it. <laughs> it Yeah, like the whole, like it seemed really, it was just really convoluted to me. And I, I think now I understand reading this book. I don't need to know all the history of the Amazons and where Wonder Woman's from. She's from, as far as... As far as I need to know, she's got the same story as Aquaman. She's from an ancient group of people. She comes to our world. She's got superpowers. And now she's a superhero. I don't need to know the backstory of 
Hercules and Zeus and whatever happens and Hippolyta is always a fucking bitch. Like, I don't need to know all that shit. I love the way Graham Morrison and Yannick Paquette worked in Donna Troy and Wonder Girl and Giganta and a lot of subtle nods to classic Wonder Woman villains and supporting cast. But, like, it, the whole thing's just so... It's so weird. And I, I read an interview about how Graham Morrison really wanted to, to tap into the original uh, William Moulton Marston the original comics about Wonder Woman. Which was very strange, and it's very different from what we think of the Amazon warrior princess. That's not what the origin of the story, the foundation of Wonder Woman was. That's sort of what Grant Morrison's thing is, is to bring all of the history and and kind of update it and honor it. It works to varying degrees very well with All-Star Superman, not so good with Batman, and it's been a disaster with Wonder Woman. And in that sense, like, I, I appreciate what he's doing. I get it. But that's not that's not my Wonder Woman. Right. So I, I said before we started recording, some of my favorite Wonder Woman stories were the Gail Simone stories where it's Wonder Woman and Dinah Lance and Barbara Gordon just out enjoying a night out off as superheroes together then some shit goes down and they have to save the day like seeing these larger than life heroes be real people real relatable people no one in this book is relatable none of the amazons that have lived for millennia on the same island with all women together are relatable steve trevor isn't relatable the only relatable guys in this book are the evil U.S. government guys that are like, oh my god, there's a larger-than-life force that can wipe out the United States. We need to do something about this. And that's the extent of screen time that they get. Like, they're not even painted. Well, they're painted as the bad guys, but everything else is so fucking bizarre in this book that I'm like, well, yeah, I'm, yeah, Donald Trump all the way. (laughs) <laughs> because everything else is so unrelatable. It's so fucking alien. You know, it's it's. I find it fascinating that you said you want to see just, like, these superheroes kind of put in, like, a regular everyday situation, like a night out at dinner or whatever. And you basically referenced a specific issue of Astro City where you had the two most powerful characters in that universe, uh, um, Samaritan... Uh, who's the Superman character, and I forget what the female character's name, but she's kind of a riff on Wonder Woman, basically go out on a date together. And it's totally awesome, actually. So I totally hear what you're saying. That's all you need to get Paul McGinty's money as a comic book writer. Throw your characters in a bar, have them booze it up a little bit, fight some villains. That's what he can relate, right? That was the best. That was the best Hal Jordan stuff Jeff Johns wrote when he was at home. He was going to the local... The local Air Force bar. He was getting in some scraps. He was taking home strange so, women. Like it was getting into some scraps. Getting into some strange. He was saving lives. He could tell a joke, take a punch, kiss a girl, and then save the day. Like all in his fucking backyard. And like that's the kind of stuff. Not literally. I want to see from Wonder Woman and the rest of my heroes. But it reminds me of an animated series, a Batman animated series episode. I think it was a New Year's episode, where every year at the at midnight, uh, Jim Gordon and Batman get together at a coffee shop, and they just kind of sit down and have a cup of coffee together, and they're like, "Fuck, what another 
bonkers year. Wait, I don't remember. Can you believe that Clayface? What a character. I so don't remember that episode. I don't remember this either. And I'm having a hard time picturing Batman sitting at a coffee shop. Because he has to be Batman. Right. It is. It is Batman. It's not Bruce. And, I mean, maybe it's not New Year's. Maybe it's Christmas Eve. But there's one day a year they get together and they just, just chill out together in this coffee shop. And they're like, fuck. The bullshit what did, we have to deal with. What did we call Sunday Eve? What, it, what was that? What did we call it? Uh, we called it <laughs> the week start. No, 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 no. We called something Garbage Eve. Eve. Garbage, garbage Eve. Eve. Garbage Maybe Eve. they get together on Garbage Eve and have on that May, coffee. On May 1st. <laughs> garbage Eve. Um, all right. So what I, I do have a parting thought on this Wonder Woman uh, Earth 1, Volume 1. You guys basically read it and uh, said that it was kind of a turd. I think the art is so good, I'm going to go against your advice and actually read it because it looks that good. It's it's not an uninteresting book. It's, you know, when you, like, it's not for me. Well, but... let me ask you this, let me ask you this. Was it, was it not as good as Brian Azzarello's New 52 run? No. Did you like not that even... run? Yeah. Because that oh, was yeah. so not, I thought that run was great until it wasn't. Um, right. It which, got to a point where that run was just doing... It just seemed to do the same stuff. And it didn't progress any further than a certain point. I think I actually abandoned ship before it got to that point just because I kind of got confused and I didn't really know what was right. happening anymore. Right. And, and then a lot was, of fill-in artists after the first year, too. And they tried to get some cliffhang... Yeah. Um, Look-alikes, right. But, but they weren't as good. Right, well, yeah always seems to happen right like who, what villains come in you're like oh this guy is way better than the other guy that like never happens it's always somebody that's trying to emulate and just i don't remember his name but the cliff chang villain there were a couple mm-hmm. one was bad but one was really good i think his name was tony something. i don't remember it tony, sorry tony villain tony tony villain <laughs> does a great job Ian, do you have any parting words uh, no, just um, if you like Grant Morrison, check it out. It is a beautiful book. It's very confusing. Um, it's not my Wonder Woman. I'm glad I read it. The cover price on this bad boy. Woo, $22.99. That's actually a fair price, I think, for yeah. a, hard, a hardbound book. Hardback, great old, beautiful artwork. But the story is just, like, yeah, I think you're, you're trying to... It's not even one of those stories where the message isn't coming through. It's, like, all message. It's, like... Chick power all day, all the time, and you should just kill every man. If you read the introduction, it's kind of what he says in the introduction about his feminist mother. And not that feminism is bad. We are big supporters of feminist movements here on the Inside Spider-Man podcast. That's at the Sobs, everyone. <laughs> That's going to do it for us tonight. My name is Paul McGinty. He is Charlie. Matt Casal. We'll see you next time. <laughs>